Welcome to Devalue with Mike and Caroline, the place where we talk about art and money and how creative people are navigating the ever-changing landscape of trying to make a living for their work. We're going to be interviewing all types of creative people, and we'll be talking about all types of issues that creative people face. We hope you'll get something out of it. We're excited to welcome you to Devalued. Hi, Caroline. Hey, Mike. Who are we talking with today? We are talking to Pune Ghana. She's probably one of the top music photographers working today. I think everyone who's listening to this has probably seen a Pune Ghana photo. Absolutely. She's worked at every magazine from Pitchfork to DIY. She's covered every band from Olivia Rodrigo to Angel Olsen to Bagger Boys and mm-hmm. beyond. Um, this conversation was really cool. Yeah, she's awesome. She's kind of like an it girl, you know? She's just amongst all the cool things. And it seems like she's been very true to what she thinks is cool. And it has made a whole career by making things that she likes. So anyone who's interested in, you know, freelance photography or, or building a freelance career in the arts, I think this is the conversation for you. Yeah. And if you want to follow Pune Ghana, yeah, you can find her on Instagram at P O O N E H G H A N A for her fantastic work. So let's hear it. So, what are your thoughts on the relationship between art and money? Um,. The relationship between art and money. I mean, I, I think now is like, I guess I don't even want to say it's like now because I guess, you know, the way art's value has been perceived is a lot of people are told how much something is worth or whatever. So it's kind of hard. I feel like that's something that's very subjective. But, uh, you know, I personally, you know, I, I feel like every artist, you know, at least artists that I know personally, like they work so hard and they deserve to get paid and a lot of times respected a lot more than what they actually are. And um, yeah, it, it's it's like such a weird thing to navigate because a lot of people also just like I was saying earlier, don't know what goes behind it. You know, they think it's just someone taking a photo. It's like, oh, you're just like, Oh, you're just like shooting, like you take one photo and that's it. That's your job. But they don't realize how much goes behind it and how much value even now, like, I guess in the internet age, how much like one photo can like impact someone. And, uh, you know, we still see it now. It's just like, you know, one photo can completely shape the way you look at a person. So there's so much value in that. Um, and yeah and you know i i i kind of i guess i wish i could see how art would look if people were getting paid what they should be getting paid you know when when people because when people have the resources to be able to like fully be creative and fully just be able to focus on doing something they're good at to the best of their abilities without having the you know struggle with just being respected (laughs) in the art field like you know i can't imagine what kind of art would be coming out of that alone just you know when people are able to fully focus on it and not just be trying to survive um but yeah yeah it's you know 
it's always been a tricky thing to navigate, even when I first started. And especially now, it's just like, just seeing how people that are just coming into like the photography world or the art world in general, just how, how to even begin doing it, you know, (laughs) and making a name for yourself. (laughs) Yeah, that's such a great answer. And I think that's a great place to kind of kick off the conversation too, because we spend so much time talking on this show to musicians about the struggles of trying to make it in today's culture and, you know, with, with all the challenges of touring and streaming. And I was wondering if you're experiencing any of the same challenges in terms of photography, what are the challenges today that you're encountering? Um, I guess just as far as how, yeah, making how a, yeah the, making it and like, you know, trying to keep it afloat and trying to keep it going. Like, are you experiencing any challenges or, or is everything like really hunky dory? Yeah. I think with being freelance, you're constantly, you constantly feel, even when I was first starting out, you're just constantly on your toes with what's going to happen next. And you're always constantly having to adapt. So I think having that mindset in this world has been like, really helpful like you know especially with covid just being like i think going in to the pandemic with that just kind of helped me be like okay how can i be creative and useful with what i know during this time you know like can i raise money can i go cover something that's important can i you know just um yeah and you know i, I think the way i approach it is i i feel like i see a lot of older photographers and artists just be very bitter about the way things are changing, you know, just bitter about Instagram or, you know, just how people are getting jobs now. And, you know, I think ultimately that's just going to kind of ruin everything for you. And it's going to make you resentful about something that you ultimately should love doing. And that's, you know, I love what I do. And so, you know, if Instagram that is something that comes along with that, it's like, okay, how can I make this fun for myself and still just be myself and be authentic with it? So I think, you know, it's like, I ultimately have the internet to thank for even having a career. <laughs> and, you know, and there's not really any rhyme or reason to how to get started, like how you get started. I, I basically just started a flicker and just got my first job through there. And so, you know, from there, you just kind of, like, okay, there's like Tumblr, maybe I'll just start sharing my work on there. And I think it's just a lot of it is just kind of going with the flow, but ultimately just being myself, because that's just like what people resonate with the most when, when you see, you know, someone share something, and then after that, there's like 20 other people doing the same thing, like, that's not going to really make you stick out as an artist, it's just like following a trend. So yeah, I, you know, I, I try to just like, you know, it's just like a beast you kind of have to deal with now being, being a photographer or being an artist, just like trying to navigate that world of your work being seen. But, uh, you know, like, yeah, ultimately, ultimately I think just being myself has like kept me grounded and kept me like happy with what I'm doing and putting out there. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, I hope people like that too, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people would be curious to learn how you um, got into photography and how you kind of launched your career. And um, if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about how you got into it, did you go to school for it or was it something learned or like, tell us a little bit about like how you got started and, and, and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
Yeah, I guess I just started, I grew up in San Antonio and just kind of started going to shows for fun in Austin because there wasn't really much going on in San Antonio. And I was so detached from high school already. I just wanted to get out of there. And um, at the time, I was just like, you know, when I was like 14, 15, just taking a little like compact digital camera. Um, and then I remember uh, the White Stripes, they put out this like peppermint Holga. Um, I don't know if y'all know Lamography, the, it's like the camera company. They yeah. make a lot of really cool, just like weird, cheap cameras that are really fun to play with. And I, I remember getting an email about that. Just like, oh, I got to get this because I was a big White Stripes fan. And of course, it, it immediately sold out. But I was just like, oh, like I haven't heard of Lamography before. Uh, like the Holga is only like 30 bucks. So I'll just buy one. And then from there, I think that kind of sparked my interest into you know, just kind of playing around, like buying cheap film cameras. And from there, just, you know, everything is so accessible on the internet. So I just, you know, learned what ISO meant and I learned how to process film. So everything was self-taught. Um, and so I went to college, uh, but it wasn't studying photography, but I was doing my photography career. Like I was building it while I was in school because I knew that's what I wanted to do. So by the time I graduated, college i was able to start doing this full time wow but um yeah i i guess like how i first got my my first job uh, as a photographer was uh like as I, as I said earlier i was just sharing stuff on Flickr, and um i was just sh like shooting band polaroids for fun after shows like i would wait to meet the bands and uh that blog gorilla versus bear found my yeah found my work yeah yeah and um you know especially at that time they were just so huge and so influential and through there, like I had them to thank a lot for just, I don't know, taking a chance on me. And they're just like, well, PayPal you some money to, you know, like buy film and just cover some shows for us in Austin. And then from there, there's like Austinist, who that's like another like music, I guess, culture site in Austin. And I started shooting from them and then Stereo Gum. And then, yeah, it just kind of grew from there. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. And you have yeah. you have a background in marketing, right? Is that what? Yeah, you're... yeah, um, yeah. I, I went to school for for marketing. I yeah. Initially, my dad wanted me to be a pharmacist, <laughs> which because he's a because he's a chemist, and I did that for like half a semester, and I'm just like, this is not. <laughs> wow. And I think at the time I kind of already knew like, you know, I want to do this. I want to do this photography thing. I want to make it work, and I was just like stubbornly just set on it you know I, i'd like to think for better <laughs> and so yeah I, I got my marketing degree i mean who knows how useful it is <laughs> maybe so, in some ways uh yeah just, like you I'm know being self-employed yeah yeah sometimes but, that can feed into your career in ways that you really did not expect like i'm sure the marketing education has played in some kind of way maybe just to uh understanding that dedication to posting on instagram or whatever platform or writing a engages. good email yeah yeah well i mean you know I, I think if anything you know yeah maybe in some way subconsciously it just kind of helped me kind of know how to plan out my career as a photographer but like ultimately i think um uh, maybe not the like specific marketing degree so much, but I think just the discipline of going to school and like getting my degree 
you know, it's like, I mainly did it for my parents to make them happy, but, <laughs> um, being able to do that. And then at the same time, you know, I was cramming like 15 hours into two days and the rest of the time I was just focusing on doing my photography. So I think just that discipline with balancing both and being able to get it both done. Um, I think, you know, that taught me something for sure. And just, you know, getting to move to Austin and being there during that time and just meeting a lot of people at school and, you know, just kind of building my own little life out there. And like the Austin community is so supportive that, you know, I don't think I would be where I am today if it, if it wasn't for them, <laughs> just like, you know, uh, there's like a music committee at UT that I was a part of where we would like help put on shows. And I would like sometimes like sneak some photos during the shows there and um, all the venues there, they just, you know, saw I was trying to do this photography thing. So like, you know, the owners or whatever, just be like, yeah, come shoot. Like, you know, maybe just share a few photos with us, but yeah, like come do your thing. So yeah, I think my time there during, during school and yeah, like, I think, I think it did a lot for me, just, you know, not just for my career, but just for myself and like my own, just being like, you know, I, I have the discipline to be able to do something if I, if I put my mind to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I found yeah. out about you years ago um, from taking photos of bands that I already liked and then following you and saw that we had very similar tastes musically and so it's been great to kind of watch you grow as a photographer and you've turned me on to new bands uh, and I oh, wondered cool. <laughs> if the curation part of what you do is um, intentional yeah yeah for sure I mean you know, there's definitely jobs you do sometimes where you're just like, okay, well, this isn't my favorite band, or this is just, you know, some stuff that's like, you know, someone asked me to shoot like a holiday party. It's like, okay, I'll do that stuff. But um, yeah, like, I think, you know, like I was saying earlier, like everything I share and put out there and, you know, the artists I'm covering and like talking about are people I'm really excited about. And um uh, yeah, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think it's intentional, you know, like, I'd like, to, I'd like to think I'm, I'm not complete, completely jaded by all of this yet, you know, and whenever a new artist comes out, or just like hear a new album, I'm just like, I have to cover this band, like, how do I, how do I make this happen? And yeah, like that, I, I hope that excitement shows in like, the photos I share. Yeah, know? it certainly does. I mean, because there, there's a lot of uh, photos that you've taken that are just simply amazing like the death grips one where it's silhouetted um, oh yeah thank you <laughs> and there's there's a, a one you did of angel olsen on a on a canoe i think that yeah. is so gorgeous <laughs> um so i was wondering like getting back to your career like when did you when did you realize that you were doing this like when when did you realize that it was like gonna be your full-time thing um it's it's kind of hard to know when that turning point was specifically. I think there was a long period of time where it was just like, I'm going to try to do this, but I don't really know if this is going to be like something I can actually make a living doing, you know? So there was definitely a period of time where it was just like, okay, well, I have to think of like a backup. Like, should I like, you know, actually try to get a marketing job or should I just try to be like a bartender in Austin and try to do photography? And, uh, yeah, I think like, but, you know, like I was saying earlier, by the time I graduated college, I realized like, oh, I'm like, 
I'm making enough money to like pay rent. <laughs> and, um, I like, I, I think that was the point where I was like, okay, I, I can really actually do this. And I think, I think one of the biggest turning points was maybe like a couple of years after that, where, when my dad, you know, very Persian dad, just very worried all the time and just like, okay, but like, what's going to be your backup? And I remember like having a conversation with him and him just being like, so yeah, what do you think? Do you think you're going to try to like open up a studio in Austin? And I'm just like, okay, he supports this now. So That's I think awesome. that was a big turning point for me too. And now they're, you know, very proud. And that, that, that means the world to me. Well, both, yeah, I was both oh, chemists and photographers go into the lab, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was actually here a couple of a couple of weeks ago. And I was doing some uh, emulsion lifting with like Polaroids wow. and he, yeah, he was like helping me like heat the water and like measure it out. And I was Aww. trying to like, yeah, I was like, okay, I want this to be a bonding moment with my dad. That's amazing. It's like, you're, you're in a lab. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's true. It's all chemistry. Well, since we do talk about uh, money on this show a lot, I wondered for someone who is uh, maybe music adjacent, um, like a photographer or a designer or something like that, what do you think is a good, for you anyway, what was a good investment um, to kind of get your career to the next level that you wanted to be at? Good investment. Man. I mean, I mean, I guess it goes without saying, but just a nice camera. <laughs> I mean, I guess uh, the first couple of years I was doing photography or the first few years, really, I was shooting solely on film, which I, you know, I think it's a good way for everyone to learn how to take photos. I feel like you should start on film and, you know, I still obviously shoot on digital all the time, but just kind of like, I guess, building your eye and just kind of learning how to compose without looking on the back of your camera a thousand times. Um, so I did that for years. And then uh, my first job with Austinist, uh, I shot the show on film and had to get it processed the next day really quick for like a deadline. I was like, I can't, I, I got, I got to get a DSLR. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, yeah, I guess, I mean, that was my first big investment where I was like, okay, now I can actually turn in photos the same night. And this is like, you know, uh, I just dropped like two grand on this camera, but oh, like, you know, hopefully the money you make from using that camera, it'll pay off over time. Um, man, I guess, yeah, just like camera gear. Uh, oh, definitely a good storage system. I have definitely learned that the hard way a couple of times. <laughs> um, yeah, just don't, don't scrape on that, you know, a hard drive, you might find a hard drive for $50, but you're going to lose like so much more than that, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, if, if something happens with that. So yeah, some solid SSDs, um, just straight from the beginning. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, th there's, there's so much money that goes into this that I don't even know where to begin, but I, I feel like those are probably the most important. Just make sure your camera setup is solid and you're like comfortable with it, you know, even though it might be a lot at the beginning, if this is something you really want to do and it's, you know, like you're like driven to do it and you know, it'll pay off. And then, yeah, more than anything, it's just like those photos are the most valuable thing you own. So just make sure they're safe. So it sounds like in the beginning of, of 
like when you were in college, you were like absolutely obsessed with photography. Um, do you think that that obsession with the art form has helped you like find your voice? And when did you realize that you had something original to share? Um, I don't, I don't know if there was ever a point where I was like, oh, I'm doing something special. I think from the beginning, I was always a bit stubborn with like what I covered and how I covered it. And I think, and maybe not stubborn is not the right word. I think I just knew what I liked and I knew that I didn't want to be a wedding photographer. <laughs> and I, like, you know, I wanted to do something in the music world and like I was, you know, I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. And then once I discovered photography, I was like, oh, this is what I want to do. Like, you know, because, uh, you know, early on, just like looking at photos of the strokes when I was like 13 or whatever, I was just like, so it was so moving to me. And I was like, I want to do that for people, you know, whether in the grand scheme of things, it's important or not, you know, uh, even if there's like one kid, that's just like, this is what inspired me to pick up a camera. It's like, okay, cool. Like maybe, maybe I'm doing something right. Um, I think, I think that's kind of when I like whenever I get feedback from people, because, you know, I I think, you know, it, the artist's struggle, I guess, is just the classic imposter syndrome and just being like, I could be doing better. Like, I, you know, I, I feel like I always have somewhere I need to go. And to be able to step back sometimes or just get feedback from people, it'd be like, you know, I love what you do or whatever. It's like, okay, <laughs> like, I just need to appreciate where I am. And you know, just, I think naturally I'm just like motivated to keep doing better. So that will always be there, but just balancing that with not being so hard on myself to the point where I can't do anything. And I think that's like the pitfall of like a lot of, a lot of people in this field. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess, sorry, what was, what was your, I just kind of went on a tangent. There. No, that was no, great. Perfect. That was perfect. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm curious, uh, as someone who's dabbled in freelance, too, um, how do you value your work? Um, you know, I, like, I, I think it's a factor of things. I think the biggest thing is just, like, you know, while I always have somewhere to, I can go as far as learning, like, I've been doing this for 10 years at, full time. So, you know, I kind of, I'm confident that I know what I'm doing. So there's value in that. And then just, um, yeah, just like valuing yourself as an artist. And I think it's just something you, you learn over time. You know, the, the first press shot I ever did, it was for like a, like a semi, like, like mid-sized label. I got paid like a hundred bucks, wow. which like, I didn't, yeah. you know, I didn't know what I was doing. I was like 18, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> you know? And so that's, that's something you learn over time. Um, and sometimes you learn the hard way and just like, learning from other photographers too who have experienced like you know don't do full buyouts and you know if you're doing that make sure you're getting paid a lot <laughs> and yeah it's just like hands-on experience you do it's a like lot of me a lot you do a lot of um different types of work with different types of artists how do you get your jobs i mean because you do a lot of magazine shoots you do a lot of uh, live tour shoots it looks like you follow bands on tour um, how do you like take jobs and how do you get jobs? I mean, it, it can come in 
in a multitude of ways. Sometimes it's just an Instagram chat with the band that's like, hey, we love your work, come on tour. It's just like a friend who's just like, we're doing this run. Do you want to like come along with us? And then, you know, then we talk to management or whatever. Sometimes it's just management reaching out directly or a label or, you know, magazines that I've built relationships with over the years. Um, you know, sometimes it could be recording studios, but yeah, uh, it comes from all over. And I, I you know, I, I, I came into music photography knowing I didn't just want to do live music. I want to cover all aspects of it. So that's what I'm constantly trying to do. Um, you know, because it teaches me to be a better photographer as well. Like shooting a live set is way different from doing studio work or uh, like portrait work or whatever. So, yeah, I, I like covering all aspects of it. Starting out, was it more like you reaching out to people to shoot them or shoot at their venue or festival? Yeah, yeah, I think, um, yeah, at the beginning, you know, I think you kind of have to put yourself out there, you know, but people aren't going to know, they're not going to read your mind. So yeah, I mean, with stereo gum, it was just like a, a cold email, you know? Uh, and I was just like, Hey, like, I'm looking like, I want to cover ACL. I was wondering if y'all are interested. I was just like, I don't know if they would get back. And then they did. And then from there, I started covering things here and there for them. And yeah, at these festivals, you know, you always get a PR list and I always love doing portraits. So that's how I, over the years, just like met so many people. Like, I think that was, that was also a big way. I just kind of learned how to do portrait photography was at these festivals, just being like, okay, we got like five minutes in this like disgusting media area. That's just like <laughs> white tarp. How am I going to make this look good? You know, it just kind of teaches you to be on your toes and yeah, just, you just meet, you know, everyone from like the artists to like the managers or whoever's with them. And yeah, it was a great way to kind of build my career at the beginning. And the same with like my first tour, it was just kind of like reaching out myself. Uh, you know, I, I try to tell that a lot to like, I have friends now that kind of ask me that same question. I was just like, like you, you know, yeah, like you, you gotta like take the initiative a lot of times. And um, I think, I definitely learned that early on, like even when I was just going to shows and like meeting bands afterwards, like I was, I was super shy. Like, like I mentioned in my high school, I just kind of was like detached from it. Didn't really talk to anyone, but I knew that if I wanted to get this shot of whoever that like, I I have to do it. Like I have to. So it was like a form of like immersion therapy, almost like <laughs> forcing myself to go and like talk to people. <laughs> um, yeah. Going up yeah. to the front of a stage to take photos when you're a shy person can be painful. <laughs> I've found. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I almost, not like a fugue state, but you almost just get in this, into like this different zone almost when, like there, there have been so many shoots where I, I like finished it and I was just like, what was I even like? Was I okay? Like, was <laughs> I, I, I completely, I don't know. It, 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 um, maybe not an out-of-body experience, but you just kind of, I don't know, just like get in the zone and like get this like confidence that, you know, yeah, yeah, that, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess. Should we move on to the headier part of the show? Yes, <laughs> I think so. I, okay. I'm super excited to talk to you about the idea of like um, rock and roll or music in general has always been um, very 
defined by imagery like jim morrison like the famous dorm room picture of him shirtless or whatever oh yeah yeah <laughs> um and like i saw that photo even years before i heard light my fire or whatever and that that whenever i hear them on the radio um i always think about that photo and i wonder like what your relationship is as a photographer when you're taking photos of of artists like um a lot of times like people who are looking at this photo that you took won't have any this will be their first relationship with the, that artist and what how does that make you feel about your responsibility to the artist and um about the work you're doing because you really have an impact that you could make yeah i mean it's exciting you know it's exciting to think like you know sometimes as a music photographer you're just like is this even important like you know is this like i'm just shooting bands but then it's bigger than that when you really step back and think about it it's just like you're you're capturing like a moment in time like an important like you're capturing like the music culture at this time which as you were saying like there's photos of jim morrison decades ago that like still stick with you and um yeah to think that like you know maybe a photo i post on instagram might be the first time someone hears about an artist is like exciting it's exciting to think that that could you know in some way even just get like one person to listen to it um and it's you know also awesome to think that these bands trust me enough with that to you know that like i i i approach these trying to capture the bands in, in their like truest form whether it's like on stage or backstage or wh wherever, you know, I, um, I try not to like really force anything. It's just like, when I see what's happening in the environment, I try to like, like, especially with touring and BTS stuff. Uh, I try to work with that. Um, but yeah, I, I just try to, I just try to remember the photos that like I would look at when I was younger and just, just be like, okay, if idols was my favorite band, like, what photo would of joe would i be like super excited to see yeah and i think i and it you know I, I i am a fan of them so it that helps as well <laughs> just with like how i approach shooting yeah um, i mean even on a, a very small scale like i was showing uh, my fiance photos of your work and one of the ones that jumped out at her was the faye webster one um where faye is like in in a gym i think oh and, yeah the rock climbing yeah, yeah and my fiance was like who is this like and i was like it's faye webster she has this awesome album out and so today she listened to it for the first time and with that image in her mind and she was like oh this that's is exciting so cool so you are <laughs> you're doing the jim morrison thing in 2022 <laughs> man well it, it's still crazy to even think that you know like it, it never gets old hearing that kind of stuff you know and it's it's truly what makes me think like okay i'm gonna keep doing this and like yeah it it, it like that ultimately is what brings me joy in what I do. And of course, be being around music all the time, but you know, just thinking that in some way it might matter to someone in that way. <laughs> We've, well, we have all been around during the rise of Instagram. And I wondered if you uh, thought kind of when that was coming about, this is going to ruin my life. Like the phone <laughs> camera too, you know, you kind of get into this, uh thought of like well anyone can take a photo now and phone cameras are really good so anyone can take a picture but there's something that's i think very special about what you do 
Um, but for a lot of people, they don't they don't know that the quality of a photo can translate uh, messages much more effectively than just something on your phone. Possibly, yeah, like, like, there's like, a big difference between me taking a photo of a Faye Webster concert and you doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but did you? Ever I know. I've seen your photos. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, <it's> bad. <laughs> Did you ever struggle with that though? Finding value in your work, even though we're flooded with these other like photos 24 seven on Instagram? Um, I mean, I, I think even with starting off on Flickr, like that's kind of how my career started, you know, it was with the internet. So I think I had some sense of that yeah. early on. Um, but yeah, now with Instagram, I don't know, it, it, in some ways it's a cool thing because people that should be getting discovered for their great work that had no other means to do it are, um, but you know, I, I think ultimately, like, I, I think from what I observe, you know, there is so much co- like content, like there, there'll be a show and then there'll be like 200 videos from it. But like, I don't think people are going to remember those videos. You know, I, I don't think people are going to necessarily listen to idols and think back on some phone video they saw, but they might remember a photo from that show that, yeah. you know, like... And yeah, that could ultimately come down to the photographer and their skills. And even with phone photography, you know, I think a lot of people got worried about that. But I also, you know, I know photographers with like $5,000 cameras that take worse pictures than some people do on their phone. Mm. So, you know, I, I think people can make a lot of excuses for like, oh, well, everyone with the phone now is a photographer. It's just like, well, no, you still have to be good at it, I think, to, <laughs> you know, to like stick out in, in the long run, you know. Um, and w- what I hope is that in some ways, maybe it'll like come back around where like people start appreciating originality and like like quality as opposed to just like getting something out straight away. Yeah, I remember the Atlantic magazine did um, this experiment uh, several years ago where uh, they they hired a, a professional photographer to take a picture of Times Square, and then all these other people took just random people like me took pictures of Times Square, and they compared it. It wasn't yeah. even it wasn't even close. Like <laughs> who was whose was better? Yeah, I mean, I remember um, I forgot what newspaper it was that like fired their house photographers and just got like some intern or something mm-hmm. to cover a baseball game. And they ran their photo in on the newspaper. I think it was a newspaper. But then there was like another newspaper that had a professional photographer, and it was just like night and day. Mm-hmm. It's like that. That stuff matters, you know. Yes. <laughs> like for just sure. the other day. The other day, like on tour, you know, after the World Cup, there was that photo of Messi with the World Cup on like someone's shoulders, and everybody was just talking about it in the green. Like, look at this photo, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah, no, no one's going to talk about like some photo, like some phone pic from like a hundred miles away of him, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think there's there's still hope out there. <laughs> photography, Even in- yeah. No, no. I mean, I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> well, photography could all, all like photography can often be seen as this anonymous kind of art form where um, the focal point is what's in front of the the lens and the person behind the lens um, who is the artist. Uh, is is kind of anonymous, right? So I was wondering, like, how you feel about that, and if if there's 
Um, if you feel like you have any calling cards or ways of, of uh, identification for your work that you think that is, are specific to you, like um, things that make your work yours. Um, I mean, it wasn't something I ever set out to do intentionally, but I, I do get like quite a bit of feedback from people that are just saying like, I, I can like pick your photo out from a set. And that's cool. And, you know, I've gone through like a lot of editing trans transformations over the years. You know, I think I'll, every photographer looks at their work two years ago and they're just like, what was I thinking? <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, maybe my editing style, you know, I'm not like the most technical photographer, but I, I you know, I try to capture a moment in front of me that excites me. Ultimately, it's without thinking about just like the perfectly lit, like, you know, wire image photo that's just like boring, you know? Um, yeah, so maybe just like my style paired with just like maybe the people I'm covering and just, I don't know. I know I've, I've like touched on this so many times, but just being as authentic as I can with what I'm sharing to people. Like, I, I, I feel like that ultimately resonates with people. Um, but yeah, like, but yeah, from what I heard, I you know people people just say like, oh yeah, I can pick your photo out from like a set. So whether that's the editing style or the way I shot something, you know. <laughs> do you not, feel like? Yeah. Um, do you feel like you uh, like empathetic people make the best photographers because you have to be so aware of um, emotional moments that are happening all the time? Oh yeah, I mean I think that's a huge part in this job, especially when you're working so closely with people, you know, you could, you could be the best photographer, but if you're a dick to be around, or you just like, can't read a room, people aren't going to trust you with anything, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. I've heard I that think a lot that being a good hang quote unquote is, uh, just as important as being yeah. good at what they hired you to do. Yeah. And like, you know, hopefully you have both, you know, <laughs> like the perfect mix of both, but yeah, I think, you know, just knowing when it's like not the right time to take a photo or just like sensing when someone is having a moment on stage and being like, oh, I need to like capture this or whatever. I think, yeah, that's a huge part in this. And, you know, people, you know, the, the people you work with, when, when you show that side and yeah, you are a good hang, they are going <laughs> to they are going to trust you, you know, to like open up to you and they know you're not going to like, you know, do some like whack shit. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything that you would say to um, aspiring freelancers, whether that's in photography or other industries? Yeah. I mean, just trust yourself, you know, just like if you have an idea, don't be scared to do it. Don't be like, Oh, what, what are other people going to think? Or is this something that's going to like get a lot of likes or whatever, just that stuff you need to tune out completely and just focus on what you think is good and what you want to try. And, um, you know, that's something that people are going to connect with more than anything. Um, yeah. And like we touched on earlier, don't be afraid to reach out to people. The worst thing they could do is say no. Right. But you'd be surprised how many artists or whoever just don't even think about having a photographer sometimes. And then when you bring it up, they're like, Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Like, yeah. Join us for a few days or whatever. Um, yeah. Just like 
don't be afraid to just like go go all in on this you know and um yeah uh just be a nice person (laughs) you know that's more than you know that's in some ways might be more important than anything (laughs) especially like starting out what are your hopes for your career going forward i mean are are, do you want to continue um the same kind of work that you're doing or do you want to expand into film and all that yeah, well, I mean, I hope this is something I do till the day I die, as long as people <laughs> keep hiring me. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I've like dabbled into music video stuff in the last few years, so I want to try to do that a bit more. Um, yeah, I mean, just like, yeah, the video world in general, um, maybe just like, you know, I, I always want to do music, but it'd be fun to do stuff, you know, maybe in the film world even, uh, and just kind of like explore that. Um, but yeah, you know, there, there's a whole massive list of things that I have just, you know, just like checking through them, just like, okay, I want to learn how to do this this week, like lifting Polaroid emulsions, or I want to learn how to like operate a 16 millimeter camera. And so it's, I think as you start learning those things on your own, you like start putting more energy into those. It's like, okay, now I know how to use this 16 millimeter. I'm going to reach out to someone and try to like film something um so yeah i think just you know there's always something to learn and it's it's it can be overwhelming but i'm trying to i try i don't try to think of it that way it's exciting and um yeah yeah i think just getting better at you know just my photography work as well there's you know there's always a hundred different things i see that i'm like okay i can do this better do that and yeah, just maybe just, just do some more video work and learn learn that world a little more. I, just, I remember a few years ago being on my first, uh, just like directing my first video and, oh no, it was my second one maybe, but it was the first time I had just a production team, you know, and just talking to the DP and just like learning all this terminology. And I was just like, I feel like a an idiot right now. He was like, no, don't worry. Like all directors are like this. And he was like, no, this is like, you have the creative vision and we're here to help you bring it to life. But, you know, I want to learn that side of it too. Like, I don't want to just like, yeah. So like since then, you know, I've learned so much just in the last few years alone about the video world. So I just want to, yeah, dive into that a little more as well. That's awesome. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you about matters of taste because those seem to be super important. Um, We live in Nashville and I saw a country star, uh, taking pictures on a train track like a couple days ago. Oh, nice! Uh, <laughs> and I've seen Caroline and I have seen like plenty of um, you know people getting pictures in front of red brick walls and yeah. uh, <laughs> a lot of like leather jackets on mm-hmm. motorcycles and things like that. What? Yeah. Um, <laughs> how do you uh, make sure that your photos look really cool? Yeah. <laughs> and, how do you and, differentiate <laughs> between cliche and classic? Yeah. Yeah, I think it really depends on the artist as well. Like sometimes artists want to do those kinds of shoots, but then it's. I think there's like, you know, even with a train track, you know, I do definitely try to avoid that at all costs. <laughs> but I feel like with. With everything, I feel like there's a way to make it look cool. You know, mm. like that's almost a fun challenge in itself. It's I just would love like, to see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> just do every, a whole series, just all the cliches, right? <laughs> Red brick wall, train tracks. Yeah. What else? Just like a sports car. Um, yeah. Jumping. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, you know, even now there's some ideas I try out where I'm just like, that was so ridiculous. Um, but I think trying it, you know, sometimes a ridiculous idea can end up like coming out way cooler than you ever imagined. So, yeah, I think especially when I'm doing like portrait work, I always try to plan, you know, like four or five different ideas. There's always the one where it's just like, okay, let's just do some classic studio stuff. And then let's just go do some location stuff. And then maybe one or two are just like kind of weird and out there. And if the artist is down for it, you know, we'll try it out. Uh, yeah, I think it's just like trial and error. And, you know, taste is, I don't know if taste is something you can like teach someone. <laughs> One of the cool but, things about your work to me from an outsider uh, is there's like this intimacy of almost like a family member where like Angel Olsen on the, on the rowboat or like Faye Webster in the, in the gym. There's like, these are, you're capturing these moments that feel like it would be like someone's mom taking it in a lot of ways or like, but you're bringing, but in you're making the artist feel like closer than they otherwise would. Does that make sense? Because they're open to you, they're open to us, the viewer, in yeah. a way. That's what oh, I... Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like both of those shoots, uh, it was very go with the flow. Like that Angel shoot was the first shoot I did, I guess, post-COVID. It, or it was, you know, like that, the July, July 2020. So it was like... Yeah. Uh, very socially distant, very just like being super careful. So we just, I, you know, I went to Asheville and yeah, she just kind of said like, I know this spot, you know, like I, I try to talk to them first and see like, you know, what they're comfortable with. And she was like, yeah, I know about like the secret lake. And so I, I feel like she was comfortable as well. And also we had this relationship that we built up over the years. And so, you know, I, I, I try to, I try to show that, I guess, in the photos. Um, yeah, it really comes yeah. across. I mean, even the one that you did of um, the Tame Paula dude. Um, what is that guy's name? Kevin. 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 Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like there's a, a closeness that is like so. Um, there's something magic about it, about like, uh, you know, um, a comfort that comes across where there's you know, so much of rock. Um, photographs are like posing and that's always so lame <laughs> like if you can capture someone in their natural element when they're just themselves that's i always feel like the best stuff and you really do that so oh well thank you yeah yeah i mean you know i i think i try to capture what i would want to see in the artist so yeah, ho hopefully that shows. Or I, I, I try to capture the side of them that, you know, as an Angel Olsen fan or a Tame Impala fan, like it would make me excited to see mm. just them hanging out or just, you know, them on a boat, <laughs> just like chilling or, you know, it's just like, I don't know, it just kind of like lifts this veil in a way where, you know, even with Instagram and all that, like it, it just hits kind of different, I think. <laughs> Well, to circle all the way back around and kind of talk a little, just touch on the financial thing again, is being a music photographer um, lucrative? Does it pay the bills? Yeah. 
I mean, it does now, <laughs> <you know? laughs> uh, but it was, it was a lot of hard work to get here. And, you know, I'm, I'm definitely grateful. Like, I'm so grateful and like, you know, you know, I think it's a mix of hard work and probably luck along the way that got me to this point. But the, yeah, there's no like math to getting to this point. There's no like exact steps you have to follow. Um, you know, like I'm, I'm not by any means like rich or anything, like definitely not, but I'm able to like pay my rent and like feed myself and everything. Right. Yeah. But e even, even with that, you know, there's still, even when I'm at this point where I'm like, okay, I'm like regularly getting work and things are going well, it's just, you don't know, <laughs> like you're, you're still like freelance, you know, yeah. like with, with, you know, you're just like, maybe there'll be a month where there's no work at all. And so, um, you know, there's always going to be that sense of just like unpredictability, but it, it feels less and less so as you, you know, you build your career and things go well, but, um, yeah, uh, like it's hard. It's it, like it's hard to get to a point where it is, but it's possible. You know, even in this day and age, like people need music photographers. I think every every everyone after COVID was just like, are we just done? Like, is anyone going to need us anymore? And like, like all of my homies, like my close homies that are music photographers this year, they're just like, we are so tired. There's like so much work. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it can be. Yeah. <laughs> Are you able to be more selective about the types of jobs you take now that you're more established? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, which is like also another thing I'm like really grateful for. I, you know, I think fr from the beginning, I always try to be like, okay, this is kind of, at least with like the things I'm sharing and putting out in the world, like, again, occasionally there's like, a holiday party or like I shot one wedding and I was like, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> you know, there's like other things that I kind of do here and there, but like for what I care about, um, you know, I, I, I always like was very aware of like what I was covering. And now like, luckily I'm, I'm to a point where I'm just like, no, like this is what I'm excited about and this is what I want to do. And like, you know, it, it a lot of times like there just isn't time to do everything either so um that in some ways it's like okay well i want to do this job more so i'm going to do that um but uh yeah yeah it, it, like i think i'm just more picky with things i just know just completely don't align with what i am into or care about or you know it's just you know like, I'm never going to go shoot a fucking Trump rally or, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. things like that. Yeah. Well, hopefully no one um, will anymore. Yeah. yeah. That would be cool. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I feel good about that. Thank you so much for spending time with us. Yeah. It has been oh, no, such a pleasure to talk to you. For real. Oh, well, likewise. Yeah. Ho hopefully there's something usable in there. <laughs> oh, definitely. Your vibe and just how you um, have let opportunities guide your path and been kind of free flow with it and it's led to something positive that's very comforting and inspiring so yeah very inspiring yeah. and your work is just absolutely beautiful so thank you oh well yeah thank you again and yeah hopefully Thanks for listening to Devalue. For more information about our podcast, please visit devalue.show.